This episode is sponsored by our friends at SongTrust. SongTrust is the world's largest technology solution for global music publishing, royalty collection, and administration. It was founded to simplify music rights management and to remove complexity from the publishing landscape. SongTrust collects publishing royalties for more than 2 million songs with a community of more than 300,000 songwriters and rights holders. Use promo code PUBCAST20 and sign up for 20% off your SongTrust registration. Hey listeners, Tim Hunzi again with AIMP Nashville PubCast. We're continuing our series of mashup episodes where we ask each guest the same question and then share with you their best answers. Today is one of my favorite mashups where we pull out our infamous crystal ball and peer into the future. And first up, we have David Israelite with the NMPA who continues to give us hope that there is a bigger pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So looking into the crystal ball for songwriting and music publishing, um, a couple of thoughts. One, I think that you're going to see further diversification of income streams for writers and publishers. You know, it used to kind of be focused on the sale of records, the broadcast of radio, and the placement of individual songs in movies and TV shows and commercials. Now you're seeing an explosion of different ways that songs are being exploited. And the more diversification we have, it actually provides a lot of insulation toward upward and downward trends, which is stabilizing and good. I think that you're seeing a shift in the attitudes about big technology. I think for a lot of these giant technology players, uh, they could do no wrong. And now I think people are waking up to the concerns about the power and the practices a lot, uh, by a lot of these large players. And I think that will benefit songwriters because songs are so important for their business models that if you start to see a shifting landscape with regard to the laws or the way the, the Justice Department treats these companies, it can only benefit how songwriters are paid from them. And then another interesting trend is that I think there's going to be an increasing focus on fragments of songs having value. Um, you know, it used to be that if you listen to a song for less than 30 seconds, it somehow didn't count. Um, you know, if back in the streaming world, if, you know, you, you were to skip songs after 20 seconds and move to another one, the tech companies would want to argue there's no value in that 20 seconds of listening. Then when you look at platforms like a TikTok, a fragment of the song can have tremendous value. And so I think you're going to see some songwriting shifting toward those types of fragments, as well as the industry adapting to be able to license them and collect proper value from them. Those are all kind of trends that I see happening in the next couple of years. And now we have Tally Canterbury with 50 Egg. Will country music make a comeback? I think the future of live streaming on digital platforms is, is going to be bigger, especially given COVID, and that was the only opportunity for people to see live music. I think there's going to be more of an exploration in that than there ever was before. Um, and I also think that there's going to be a resurgence of, resurgence of country music in the kind of 90s form, 80s form, a little bit of 70s. I think you have a lot of the throwback country coming. Uh, I don't like to say real country. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's not real country. It's just, it's throwback country. It's just a different sound. And I think there's a lot of that coming, which is exciting. And I also think there's a lot of cross-genre uh, collaborations that are going to be happening as well. Um, like you did a podcast with 
Dana Lee and Noreen once upon a time talking about the pop influence coming to Nashville and the pop writers. I think there's going to be a lot more of that and a more of a melting pot of music here in Nashville. So I do see that coming. Next up, Lydia Schultz with CSAC, who's looking to more diversity. Tell me what you see coming. See some trends, some changes. What do you see happening the next year or two? Well, I definitely think that country music is more popular than ever. We're seeing it more on streaming services than ever before, which leads to more collaboration in other cities, more crossover songs. But I think if I look at a crystal ball, my hope that this then creates Nashville to become more diverse. You know, country music has been called out for not being inclusive. And it's honestly a real shame because we're creating and profiting off of music that is rooted in a culture that just does not belong to white people, to put it frankly. And, you know, we have these stages and these platforms have been promoted to these positions of power. And we've really got to focus on doing good for our, like you said, our brothers and sisters, the people that maybe have not had a chance. Um, We've got to love everyone around us. I think it's really important. There's a lot of great, organizations that are holding all kinds of informative panels and like we've got to educate ourselves they're hard conversations they're uncomfortable conversations but in order to learn and grow we've got to have them and now we have chris allran with the mlc who continues to look to tech for the future i do think we are we are going to see dramatic improvements in the way that the industry as a whole globally uh, manage uh, manages data. I, I think one of the things that organizations are starting to realize um, is that data and data quality should not be uh, something that we compete on. Uh, the example I, I like to use, and it, I think it, you know, while it's different in some ways, it resonates. When you go to a bank, any bank, with your cash card, and you put your cash card in to, you know, get 60 bucks for, you know, whatever, for dinner that night or drinks with your buddies, you just assume that that machine is going to give you 60 bucks and it's going to get back to your account and they're only going to deduct $60 from your account, not 70, not 80, not 40. They're going to get it right every time. And I can't remember a time in the last 20 years when someone said to me, craziest thing happened, I went to the cash machine, I took out 60 bucks and my bank thought I took out 100. It's just a given that that works. And yet banks compete all the time for your business. But what they've agreed behind the scenes is we're not gonna compete on the basis of whose money gets through that web of systems that get cash to machines when our customers show up, even if they go to a machine that's operated by our biggest competitor. Because banks know that it is more important that all the data behind the scenes flow perfectly so that people have confidence in the system um, than anything else. Because once that confidence exists, then they can compete for other reasons. And I think the music business, you know, is the same way. I think we are all slowly realizing that, you know, you want writers to sign with your publishing company because of all the ways you're going to help them creatively to cultivate who they are as a writer and to help them be as successful as they can and get their music out to as many people as possible. You don't want people choosing you because you know, they generally get your royalties right a little bit better than the guy next to you. That's a terrible basis for competing. And so I think we're going to see many more companies start to look creatively at how to make the data work for all of us 
and um, and then shift toward competing in ways that again are all about the creative part of the process, which is what it should be. And next up, Alicia Pruitt with Mad Fun Entertainment, which is a fan and a listener of country music, gives me hope on how we will listen in the future. I mean, I still feel like the one thing we can always count on is going to be constant change and how people are listening to music, whether it's streaming, radio. I think you can already see how it has changed completely from five years ago about podcast, obviously this, you know, to streaming Spotify. I think there's going to be more platforms of probably DSP stuff that's going to come about. Um, I think you're going to, the consuming, the way that people listen to music is going to constantly change. That's what I see as a constant change. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. We hope you subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and follow us at AIMP Nashville to stay up to date and informed in the world of music publishing and songwriting. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is created by executive producers Del Bobo and yours truly, Tim Hunzey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. Thanks again for listening and supporting the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. Yeah.